Gotta stash, gotta stash, gotta stash away. Stash what? Stash away. I'm doing the stash away challenge to begin investing. Stash away for retirement, for my kids' education. Sounds like I need to stash away for my first home. You can stash away for any life goal. Just visit stashaway.my or download the Stash Away app to invest part of your salary or direct debit for long-term investment. That's the Stash Away challenge. Stash Away is licensed by the Securities Commission Malaysia. This is a download from BFM 89.9. The business station. You're with the morning run. I'm Julian Ng together with Kusu Chuang. And coming up in about half an hour's time is the breakfast grill where Chuang, you'll be speaking to M. Kulasegaran, the Minister uh, of Human Resources. Yeah, so many things, so little time uh, from basic income and the national wage index to minimum wage to worker productivity to the more than a million people, uh, Malaysians living abroad who are very talented and should come back to Malaysia to even the youth unemployment dilemma, all these and more at 805. Okay, stay tuned for that. And uh, looking at some international business news, uh, Lyft is expected to go public as soon as March, um, while Uber is eyeing an IPO this year. Two of the most anticipated public listing in what is expected to be a banner year for US tech, tech IPOs. And the latest news is Uber and Lyft are planning to give some of their shares to their drivers. Yeah, so um, employee share options is not a new concept to initial public offerings, but uh, the fact is riders are not employees of uh, ride-hailing companies, they're contractors. And this is interesting because without ride, without drivers, yeah, uh, there is no ride-hailing service. I mean, if you don't have good drivers that are reliable and can do your service on time, you don't have a business model, which is why both Uber and Lyft are doing this. And I think this is an interesting template because from there, the Grabs and the Gojacks and the Didi Choosings of Asia will have something to fall back to and reference. But this is going to be very interesting. And I think what they're trying to do here is um, um, frame it in terms of the number of rides that you've completed. So if you get, say, for example, I think if you've completed, say, 10,000 rides, you get uh, I don't know, $5,000 or something, which you can then convert into stock. And if you've completed, say, 30,000 or whatever thousand rides for you or Uber or Lyft, then you can convert that cash equivalent into stock of both uh, of either IPO that you're doing. So that's an interesting concept. It's a, it's a good first salvo. I think it's going to be uh, worth a gazillion bucks anyway. So yeah. uh, one or two shares uh, is not too bad. But, you know, to me, the question is whether this blurs the line between an, uh, an, an employee and employee. And, it does, no question. And, and also a, a, an independent hired contractor, right? Uh, what, what is the difference? Because as you say, without the drivers, Uber and Lyft wouldn't exist. Uh, maybe in a few years' time when they come out with autonomous cars, and that's, then that's the whole the model will just disappear you know, again. It changes, right? Yeah. Uh, but this is uh, really an incentive for people who help you out. Yeah, well, I, I'm not sure with an Uber's with with a valuation of 135 billion dollars, there's going to be much more high, uh, upside for Uber shares. But maybe for Lyft, um, in, in in terms of uh, what you say, Jules, the contractor model, right? Um, does does the whole issue change? Yes, it does. Um, will will autonomous driving change the scenario when it comes in, into fruition in five stages. or ten years? For sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, for the time being, it's going to be very interesting for, especially for us in ASEAN, because we know that Grab is going to go public soon. We know that really? they're choosing. Well, supposed to be this year or next year. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and also Gojek coming into the country, they would need uh, the, the help of a lot of drivers out there. Uh, you know, that's 
that that's a limiting factor for growth as well. If you don't have enough drivers, you can't grow, right? Correct. In the absence of technology, you can't grow without the drivers. Correct. And the flip side of that is both Uber and Lyft are loss-making. And they are loss-making because of all the incentives that they give to the drivers, plus all the other marketing costs. If they go too far, they will never turn a profit. Do you know what I mean? So this is the eternal conundrum. Well, look at well, Amazon. Am- Amazon is one of the oldest in- internet companies around, and they're not really that profitable. No, uh, they're not. P <laughs> ratios, I don't know, like 40 times, 80 times, and uh, people are still buying into that dream, making Jeff Bezos yeah. the richest man in the world. Um, but, you know, with, with Uber, the la- at the last count, the valuation was about $75 billion, I think. And in that, order, Those estimates were very widely. Very wide, but that's yeah. uh, uh, after SoftBank... Uh, took over um, with some shares, uh, I think the valuation came down a little bit to 50 billion. So it is expected that with the uh, latest IPO that, you know, you don't want to, you want to make money out of this. So you're talking about, I, I guess, a valuation of maybe a hundred billion, you know, and that would be shares, paper, currency is being effectively issued uh, to the drivers. Not a bad thing, I think. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. And um, yeah, it'll be very interesting how this all pans out. Okay, uh, from Uber, we uh, moved to a company that has uh, hit on uh, not very good times because the Financial Times carries a report uh, that uh, the state of affairs with Linus is not very good. Auditors to Linus Corporation have reported a material risk to business due to the company's inability to comply with tough new regulations imposed by the Malaysian government. Yeah, so this is Ernst & Young, yeah? So they've, re- they've come out with a report on the financial accounts for Linus and they said that basically Basically, and Linus knows this, they've got a deadline of, I think, September to get all their radioactive waste out of Kuantan, Gebeng specifically, right? Yeah. And this is an issue which has been talked about ad infinitum by Fuzia Saleh, by uh, Yobi Yin. And, um, you know, Amanda Lacazi, the CEO of Linus, has always tempered this 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 tension with, with uh, soothing comments, but um, can they get all their radioactive waste out of Gebeng by September? And the auditors, Ernst & Young, say that's going to be tough, and that's why it's a material risk to their business. Absolutely. I think uh, if you base your business model on uh, giving cancer to people, I mean, that, that business model would kind of be at risk, like, you know, when you uh, dump toxic uh, waste into Kuantan, I think it is. Uh, yeah. you, don't, you don't want that. Not in my backyard, right? NIMBY. 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 Not in my backyard. And looking at uh, Linus's share price, uh, it might have bounced up a little bit uh, from uh, a few years ago in 2015, but looking at the 10-year share price, is a straight uh, free fall right from the top. Uh, we're talking about um, $20, $22.50 right at the high. Uh, it came to a bottom of one sixteen. And today is around about 160. So the, I guess that's the price for everything. Some people took opportunities at 116 and they made a lot of money out of that. Yeah. Did you guys, did you watch the Oscars, Jules? Um, no, I haven't. Free solo uh, about Alex Honnold's uh, solo ascent of El, El Capitan. Uh, a sheer rock face, uh, 90 degrees from top to bottom. That resembles Alana's share price. Uh, not wanting to be too facetious about the issue, but just on a larger basis, this whole issue of Linus being of strategic importance, right? Because they are one of the few processing plants outside of China that produces rare earths. And rare earths are very important for we wind turbines, electric cars, mobile phones, smartphones. So there's that corollary uh, flip side of that argument. So again, NIMBY, right? You NIMBY. want your handphones, you want your smart devices, but not, but in my back, yeah. not, not the toxicity that comes out of its production. Okay, yeah. uh, we'll be looking into the Seminye by elections coming up after this. BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes.
BFM 89.9, The Business Station.